I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. San Spence Radio, hassling your dad. Want to know what we look like or see how bad we are at playing video games? Go check out our, depending when this airs, brand new YouTube channel, Sans Pants Cinemascope. Finally, judge for yourself just who is the most handsome of the gang, and if your answer isn't Zamet, then frankly you're dead to me. So go check out Sans Pants Cinemascope and subscribe to keep up to date with all our video nonsense. It's like a podcast, except for your eyes. And, el- and also your ears. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some topics just need discussing. Today we're looking at how to adapt the wheel of time. Because it's is a is a big book series. It's a big big book series. Like that book series has lasted uh, longer than several of my relationships. Uh, yeah, well, it took um it took twenty years and two authors to complete it. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's um it's a, it's a big one. I guess I guess like before we launch into this, we should probably like have a bit of context, like where we all stand <laughs> with it. Um, for me personally, I started reading the Wheel of Time at the start of this year. Um, a few people recommended it to me here and there. You were one of them, Zamet. Yes. Um, I had the first two books that I picked up at a secondhand bookstore like maybe two years ago, uh-huh. and I just impulsively picked up Eye of the World at the start of the year and started reading it. I think I think you, Damo, were the one who actually pushed me over the edge when yep. you were telling me a bit about it, and I was like, yeah, okay, you know what, I'm going to commit. Yeah, yeah and I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I think my big reason was sort of that I wanted – I liked the idea of having a series that I could – just kind of get lost in. And because sure. I, I, I particularly nowadays, like I used to be such a voracious reader, but nowadays mm. I, I, I'll read a few books in a row, then I'll get stuck on a book that's not as good. Mm. But in my mind, I'll still be reading that book. So I won't read anything else for months and I just won't read for months. Yeah. And then eventually I'll just give up on whatever that is, pick up something else. And so my reading habits are really sort of haphazard and all mm. over the place. But I, I'm sort of like, I, I'm ostensibly a writer. I should be reading more. Yes. And so yeah. with Wheel of Time, I was kind of like, nah, you know what? I'm going to commit to this because <laughs> there are 14 of them. They're all the size of like, each book is the size of pretty much the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. Right. And I'm just going to go through the whole lot. Mm. That will mean, you know, I'll take breaks here and there, and I have done. And so as of this morning, I finished the seventh book. So I'm officially halfway through. <laughs> um, Congratulations. Well done, it mate. It actually done. feels like more of an achievement than it should. No, it, it is. Like, uh, I started reading, let's see, uh, uh, poor, just gotten married. <laughs> So that was a while. It's going back. back. <laughs> <laughs> so that's at least yeah three girlfriends ago. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a while, and I think I devoured the first two books. So I was I was recommended from a good friend of mine. Uh, he was like, "No, read these." Uh, so I did, and the first two books I just thought maybe the first three or four books was when I was in mm. India, 
and like I just had nothing to read, and I, I ended Perfect. up yeah I had one which I sort of just went through, and then I think I went through two while I was overseas. I just found them in some sort of bookstore, hmm. but. Over the years, they've sort of, um, you know, you put put them down and you just don't go back to getting yes. to them. I think the last time I got through a whole book was when I was uh, on a cruise with them and I just had, like, no internet access, <laughs> no other distractions. So I was like, well, I'm just going to read this, and I did, and it was real quick. Yeah. But now that I'm back, I'm just – I think I'm also up to book seven. <laughs> of course, and we're about the same point. But- <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, I think it'll probably take me maybe oh, – 20, 20 years and probably two versions of myself to read <laughs> to the rest of this because it is it is a slog and I, I think I might have unfortunately left it a little bit too late mm. in between things because I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, that's I, the hard part. Mm. That's the hard part. I think you, but you finished the whole series demo and I yeah. think... So that well, that's taken me <clears throat> 15 years probably. Yeah, right. I started reading them when I was in high school, when I was the... The cool kid who would go to the library lunchtime, <laughs> read fantasy books. Do you want to oh, tell yeah. us what your, what your email address <laughs> in high school was, uh, So the sixth book of the series is entitled Lord of Chaos, which was also my uh, email address. <laughs> Lord of Chaos at homemail.com still exists. Send me a message. Hero. Uh, I mean, you know, the ladies loved it. They knew I was the Lord of Chaos. So. You know what? The, the biggest surprise of that story is you're not like Lord of Chaos 6. So well done for getting that in Look, I probably early. had like under, underscores or whatever in there. I'm sure there was a few other Lord of Chaoses out there who were equally as cool. But I was, <laughs> I was the king. I was the king. No, so I started reading them in <laughs> 2005. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, you can still try to make it today. We'll see what happens. Um, but no, I started reading them in high school uh, and when they were far, far from complete. And so I've read and reread them oh, too many times now. Because, like you were saying, Zamet, you'll get through a few, put them down mm. either because hurry up, Robert Jordan, finish writing them. Uh, was my problem, or just because, yeah, you move on to something else, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time you pick them up again, you're like, oh, well, holy crap, there was like, you know, uh, 4,000 pages I've read and I can't remember half of them, so... Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a few times where I'm like, because I'm currently reading the next one, I'm like, I don't know, who's this character? I, yeah. oh, I do that oh, and I'm from book to the book. The names, holy crap. <laughs> like, there are yeah. so many yeah. names and uh, there are so many just... And they're all those fantasy names yeah. that aren't real names. And a lot of them so... are really similar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I think yeah. where I'm up to now, which is I've just... So I've finished book seven, so there's a lot of stuff at the moment <clears> about the rebel Aes Sedai and Saladar, <clears> and there's like, there's a Miral and a Miriel, <laughs> yeah. who are both reasonably yes. important characters... And then, like, and it's even my, even my dad, my, my stern Austrian dad, who I – because he's – my dad's – I think I've spoken to this in other episodes. My dad's sort of always been looking for his replacement for Lord of the Rings. Okay. Because, like, for him, cinema's never reached the same level since the Lord of the Rings trilogy finished. Fair enough. And so yeah. I – Sort of, and like every now and then he'll kind of like almost like with this hopeful sadness, he'll see an ad for a new film and he'll sort of say, Well, maybe this will be the new Lord of the Rings. And it's like, I think he thought that about Thor. I was going to say, What about Golden Compass? Because that was almost. I didn't didn't even try to convince him at the time that was what it was going to be. But like, maybe. But I got him onto Wheel of Time and I got him onto the audiobooks. And even then, like, you know, he spoke and he's really enjoying it. He's um, just about. Audiobooks is what I should do. Yeah, there you go. But he's just about finished the second one. But, yeah, his his big complaint is he's like, oh, the names are so similar. There is Tam and Rand and Lan and there's so many when they can't. And I was like, oh, Dad, you're not even even close to the bit where they start getting ridiculous yet. Yeah, It's like it starts off with a a still hefty cast, but then as you get through the series, world only gets big, which, like, for your purposes, is perfect. You want to lose yourself in a world. Exactly. This is a fully developed world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's thought everything out and he's thrown on the page in a way that is hugely entertaining. 
but ultimately <coughs> just uh, time-consuming. You need a lot of time to, to get through these books. Yeah, I think my biggest problem or biggest uh, flaw in my plan was I went from books to ebooks. Uh, and the yeah. best thing with books is, A, you can kind of see how far you've got, but yeah. also you can just quickly flip to the back <laughs> and be like, oh, who's this character? Oh, 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 the yeah, in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas on an e-book, it, it can do it, but it's a bit more yeah, of a hassle. And I'm a lot of and an idiot when it comes to technology. I'm like, this button. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. So I think I think having a big I don't know because there are like I know for say Game of Thrones they release like the Wikipedia big kind of encyclopedia of like Game of Thrones stuff yeah and you can kind of just go through and that kind of stuff and did the same thing with the Discworld series sure and I'd love I don't know if there might be one that exists I don't know but I'm scared of going to it and like spoiling myself of all the kind of seven books I haven't read that's it and there definitely is there's I think there's a couple to be honest that exist for a few various ones sort of wikis for Mm. uh, Wheel of Time and yeah, I've done that before where I've gone, okay, it's been, you know, I've been waiting for the eighth book, but mm. I can't remember what happened in the first seven. So I've opened the wiki and yeah, sure enough, there are going to be some spoils in there. You start reading the first, like, oh, what was that person's name? I'll just type mm. that in and then, oh, I don't want to read that. Yeah, Put that yeah. away. Um, but it can also be helpful for just yes. that very brief, oh, that, that evil, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm back. I've definitely had to do that a couple of times, like <laughs> go on the Wheel of Time wiki and like look for certain things, but then I'll inevitably spoil something. I know. Yeah. It's kind of heartbreaking. You know I'm what? I'm a for punishment. I'll be like, oh, spoiler, <laughs> show spoiler. No, 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 click. Ah, shit. There have been moments where I've kind of felt like the book's going a bit slow and I've seen mm. a really juicy spoiler and I'm like, oh. <laughs> There's no one spoiler that's going to ruin it all. Exactly. For you, like, you I know? don't. It's one detail. If I can avoid finding out what happens in Tarman Gaidon at mm. the end, yes, that's obviously. my True. big one. Because, yeah. I mean, you've told me, Damo, before that, like, because, mm-hmm. I mean, one, one issue I have with the series and one big issue I have is that I kind of feel like nobody dies. And that's not inherently an issue. Like, mm. you know, it's the, the idea that nobody dies isn't a big problem. Like, okay, for like in Harry Potter, nobody died until Sirius died in book five. Yeah. I mean, Cedric died, but he was a nothing character. Yeah. Like, no, no one important died until that point. And then really then it was just Dumbledore after that. But the mm. thing is the Harry Potter books were a lot shorter than the Wheel of Time books. Yes. Mm. So when you're getting up to like book seven and all of them are huge tomes and every time these characters get into a fight or there's another Trolloc invasion or Rand has another battle where he jumps through dimensions and throws powers at a Forsaken mm. X, you know, version whatever mm. because that pretty much is the end of every book. Yes. Like it, it's hard to feel particularly like the characters are ever in peril because yeah, the only like character... Pot, like, pot armor. So at the point I'm up to now, mm. like only one major character has died mm. and I'm pretty mm. sure she's not dead. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm like poor, 98% sure she's coming back. She's my favourite character, so I really <laughs> so like she it. she better not. She wasn't dead. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe just, I'm so used to comic books where I'm just yeah, like, nah, it, no one's yeah, dying. Yeah. Well, look, it's it's, fantasy it was a particularly nebulous way it happened. Like It, it wasn't sure like, was. And also like... A, all the Forsaken are kind of coming back, so it's like, yeah, yeah nah, I should be right. Okay. But like it anyway, like whatever it was, um, like that that's one. And so it's like every time there's like another fight or another something, it's like, yeah, and look, there are a couple of like minor characters who you're sort of like, oh, I don't mind that character, and then they'll die, and you'd be like, oh, and like that just happened at the end of the seventh book. There was mm. a character who was a really small character, like it was like one of Matt's Lord friends, mm. and he dies. And, like, he wasn't much of a character, but he was enough of a character for me to be like, oh, I don't mind hanging out with him. Yeah. And then he died really brutally. Like, his throat got ripped out by yeah. a golem. And I was like, whoa, oh, okay, no, he's dead. But then it's like, but, like, he wasn't, I only knew who he was in this book. And even mm. then it was barely. Like, it, I mean, and it's like, it's it's end of the world, life or death mm. stakes. The stakes are about as high as they come. Yeah. 
butts. Well, there's that, that, that whole sequence where Rand is, like, going off and he's, like, sleeping in gutters and he's, like... Is that the third book when he's, I like, think, barely in it? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, he, he's almost going to... read as if he was going to die. Mm. And you think I, he's gone mad by that point. Yeah. And, and, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because we were sort of like, you know, we do know that there's, you know, 14 book series, 14 yeah, books sure. still there. So it is very much like, well, I know these characters because they sort of keep going. And, yeah. I, and I guess after a while, if you're reading them as they come out, there's just kind of like, oh, is there any real danger for them? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, and again, yeah, comparing this to Game of Thrones, because we will never keep doing that. That's too many. Um, you're right. In Game of Thrones, you're like, yeah, anyone's fair game. Whereas here, it feels like maybe there's a few specials. Yeah. yeah and well, the things I, they are, though. Well, ta- Taver, like, what have you You know that Taveran aren't going to die. You, you know that. See, there's going to be a lot of this where I'm like, the term, because I've only read them and I have no idea how you pronounce it. So, the Taverine. And so, you. I would almost go, well, right from the start, I know at least three people are staying yeah, alive. Yeah, and I, th- I think we're, we can all be pretty pretty comfortable that, like, Egwene's probably going to make it to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Nynaeve's probably going to make it I've to the end. I've been calling it Edgewing this whole, this whole time. Oh, I, I, I don't even know if that's correct. <laughs> it's, I just... it's Egwene, Nynaeve, and Tavirin was the word. I've listened to the podcast, uh, to the audiobooks. So ah. Right. Ah. Uh, match. Otherwise, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Before that. Yeah, Nynaeve, you're like, I'm Nynaeve. Nynaeve and... Lan, Al, Al, Lan, Mandrigal. Yeah. You get names like Rand and Lan, you're like, oh, good. Oh, I know those ones. <laughs> yeah, <cool. laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe have not having, maybe we've just been spoiled by Game of Thrones. Sure. Because I think that really, reading Game of Thrones kind of made me realise just how much plot armour a lot of our novels that we mm. read and consume have. Like, just to go off, completely off topic and talk about Hunger Games for a moment mm. here. Because I kind of read Game of Thrones, then I read like the first book of Hunger Games, and I was thinking afterwards, I'm like, how cool would it have been? Yeah, Hunger Games was broken up into the first book into two mm. chapters or two sections. We had the before the bullshit, then you had the Hunger Games, right? Mm-hmm. How interesting would it have been if the whole time we are following Katniss, right? And the moment she gets in the Hunger Games, she's like one of the first to die. Oh yeah, and we oh, follow yeah. Rue. Yeah. And then Ruby becomes the main protagonist. Why have we not done a Hunger Games movie maintenance yet? Because that's all I've got. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but you can... It's a bit of a psycho type thing where, yeah, Mm. we we lose our protagonist, which I think is brilliant. Because maybe I was just being coloured by the fact that I've been reading a lot of Game of Thrones or the fact that... um, Because I guess Hunger Games is very much aimed at, like, a a young female audience. And I get that. And it's really good for what that is. But mm. I'm like, oh, man, but how fucking good would it have been if she died? Because then you're like, oh, no, this is the anyone Hunger Games. Any real yeah. stakes. And that's it. That's what they're trying to get across, these high stakes. Well, mm. it doesn't get higher than that. That's yeah. And that's what, yeah. Most secure comfort, which is what, you know, uh, Game of Thrones does so well. Mm. Um, I will say for these ones, I think they've got, uh, he's still, you, you're right, you're still very pretty secure in, in their lives. But one thing I do like is Rand's sanity throughout mm. it. That is something you, you're really not sure. You're not sure where that's going to go because yeah, the absolutely. use of the power can bring on this this insanity. And you, you question a lot of his actions and that sort of thing. So you're like, okay, well, what if he gets to the end, but he's insane? Like yeah. that's really going to mess a few things up. So that is one stake, I think, where it, it's Yeah, you're, you're, well. you're very right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can definitely see that. And like particularly in the sort of sixth and seventh book, like there's a big thing going on where he's um he's hearing Luz Theron. Mm-hmm. And 
he believes it's real, but then you have the bit where Cad Suain, who just turned up and is the coolest character in the whole series. Yeah, she's a boss. But like, when she walked in, I was like, immediately, I was like, who is this woman? Holy shit, she's so awesome. Yeah, she only like gets better. This, this so fucking cool. green Aja Aes Sedai who's been alive like 400 years, who's like on a farm in Saldia, then is like, I'm going to go have an adventure and I'm 400 years old and I've been retired for the last 80. Yeah. And I'm just going to come back because the Dragon Reborn's fucking she, about. She just hunts gonna... down false dragons as a hobby this way. Yeah, I know, that's the cool Some, <laughs> some take up crochet. You know, yeah, no, no, no. hunted false, false dragons. dragons. And then when she walks in, she's like to Rand, I'm going to smack your bottom. And she just keeps saying it. She's like, or then like, you know, there's one bit where Rand's like been wounded and he's, he's like naked and he's walking around. She's like, I'm going to smack those hairless cheeks. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you're so cool. See, that's the kind of nana I want, you know? Yeah, she's great. Oh, can you be my grandma? Right. But yeah, I think it was like when she came in and she's like, so the first thing she says to Rand is, mm. have you started hearing voices yet? And Rand's like, wait, what? What? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and she's like, oh, they'll seem real, but they're not. And yeah. Rand's like, wait, how, how far gone am I? Right. And he's like, and he's getting information <clears throat> that he doesn't know from his voice, so it has to be real. Yeah. Unless he's even more insane than he then even he thought. Seems. It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's, um, and it's, I don't know, there's, yeah, it's, I think like it, the, the beauty of something with this kind of scope is like the way the characters develop, like, Egwene and Rand in particular, and probably Perrin too, mm-hmm. like it's actually really satisfying because you kind of see them all starting from the same place. Yeah. And you've seen, obviously, Rand's become the dragon reborn, you know, yeah. saviour, king of the world, all mm. of that stuff. And then, like, the whole subplot, which took up so much of the sixth book, which is still my which is my favourite at this point. Lord of, of Chaos. Lord of Chaos, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of Egwene being raised Amelin. And how they raise her because they think she's malleable and they think yeah, they can yeah. pit her against Rand. And everyone's like, no, that's not what's going to happen. No, and then when, just, oh, man. And when, so good. Oh, so good. And when yeah. Sue and Sanch just talk to her and she's like, they've made a really big mistake, yeah. haven't they? And everyone's like, yeah, they have. And then there's that great line where Sue and's like, Egwene will be an Amelin to make thrones tremble. And yeah. I was like, fuck, yes, she yes. will. And like just watching her, like, you know, pull strings and, yeah. play, and power plays. Play, play the game better than the people who think they're it's playing. It's so her. good. It's yeah. like all of that stuff. And it's really satisfying because like, we've seen them come from like these yeah. simple farm folk, like excited yeah. about a glee man turning up That's in the right. town yeah, and the next right. festival. And I love that, that the scene with her when she's kind of like just seeing those glimmers of the future mm. and the futures that could have yes. been. Yeah. And that was what really sold me for Wait, which one's that? When's that? It's Is when that... she goes through mm. uh oh yeah 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 um accepted or I said, yes yeah. accepted through the the rings yeah. yes yeah. and then she's like going all right and she's like looks at a path like all right this is what would happen if i married Rand. right Stay yeah in the and village then, and not going on to the great wide world yeah and it's just like all those different possibilities and fucking i love I that love, yeah and there was a Moment. similar one i don't know if it was in that book or the one i don't know if that was in book two or three <laughs> they all just muddle for me oh, yeah no, <laughs> yeah. They, 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 i've, I've gone from one to do. another they also yeah. they do a bit for me too it's yeah. like it but i think it was in the yes in the second book where Rand uses one of the portal stones mm. to travel them mm. and as he does that he sees all these different potential yes. lives yeah. he could Al- live alternative realities and all almost. of them are ones yeah. where Ishmael who is Balsamon at the time mm. is like I've won again lose Theron yeah. I've won again and it's Ooh. chilling but it's yeah. like it's it's yeah. so cool in mm. each one like you see what would happen like there's one where he marries Egwene but gradually goes insane yeah, and then yeah. joins the army and gets taken out by an arrow and he's just this forgotten body in a ditch and like and all this stuff that I'm just like there. and Damon I think you were the one who like forewarned me about this and when I read it I remember like like because I've, I've been reading Wheel of Time in a really weird way like I've I don't read heaps at a time like I kind of read it on public transport in the morning mm. and the afternoon mm. and particularly like when I'm getting to the end of a book I'm in a really good part I might read at home but generally speaking I don't really read when I'm at home I don't really read during the day oh. I just it's my public transport read okay. um, I probably would have gotten through a lot more if I wasn't mm. just reading it sort of in mornings yeah. and afternoons but I think it was in the fourth one where he goes into Wow, what's the fucking city the, called? Uh, Ru- Ruadine? Ruadine? Yeah, the, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and he goes in there and he, he 
goes and he sees the history of the ale, oh, like yeah. going back like bit oh, by bit by bit by bit. Step, and I was lying yeah. there at home. Like I got home from work in the morning. I'm lying mm-hmm. there just – I lay in bed all afternoon just like flipping through like mm-hmm. page after page like, after page. I was like, what the <clears> – Like that and there is one chapter in uh, Joe Abercrombie's book, The Heroes, which uh, it's about basically following a big fight scene and the protagonist is the person who gets – like is the person who kills an expert sort of mm. thing. So like it follows an archer who then like, you know, uh, kills someone and then someone comes up and kills that archer. So it follows that guy and keeps sort of going. Oh, nice. It's that passage. Mm. And this one from yeah. Wheel of Time, yeah. which I just, they stick with me yeah. as something that I'm like, I will just fucking hopefully always mm. uh, remember these particular cha- um, passages because they're just so well written mm-hmm. and kind of show just perfectly what, Novels are really, really, yes, really, really good at doing. Great and, point. And yeah, I think on that note, like what I what I love about Wheel of Time is that, like you know, and I don't get me wrong, I have issues with it. I have issues with the pacing. I have issues with the repetition. Nothing. I have big issues with the way the female characters are treated a lot of the time. <laughs> um, different time. I, game. I, I think time. it's yeah. Different different time. George R. Armand wrote it at the same time. And he didn't have any issues <gasps> with it. The, the age but like is you know, I have I have you know big. I, there's a lot of like stuff I'm kind of bosoms? like... I love sorry? hearing about bosoms. Oh, yeah. Like, I love how every female character is introduced with the description of like how much ample bosom really she's showing. They always seem to have... Well, but, okay, but then again, George R. R. Martin yeah, yeah. introduces every character with like what they're eating. So, you know, it's Yeah, but of... you know what? At least that's kind of equal, you know? Like, And also uh. the fact that like all of their magical rituals, all the female ones seem to... Like, like when... Titties out. Yep. Titties out. Every time. Like whenever they... when I think it's like Moraine and Avienda and Rand and Matt all go into Ruidine or Ruidian whatever it's pronounced anyway the yes. ale city at the same time mm. and for moraine and navienda it's like oh you have to go in naked get your off, yeah. and yet like for rand and matt they just walk <laughs> yeah, in right, and well win those boys and <laughs> dong out boys that's the way the magic's done <laughs> like I, I don't, anyway like you know so, so for all of that like and there are times when it just seems to like particularly i think we all mentioned before we went in the whole thing with the fucking bowl of the winds mm. oh, yeah. oh, and, and the whole like bit of like nine and elaine like any pretty much any time Nynaeve and Elaine go on an adventure together and they oh, just yeah. bicker and Beer. bicker and I then they're with the circus and yeah. it's the bowl of the winds. I think yeah. that might have been and why it's, it's taken me maybe three years to yeah, read that They're book. the parts you're getting through to get to the good parts. <laughs> yeah, but when the yeah. good parts come, oh, they come like hard. fucking yeah. when, when I remember the bit when Nynaeve heals Suwen mm. and Liane yeah. in the oh, sixth man. book and it came out of nowhere. Like I just yeah. remember like reading that chapter and being like, there's nothing chapter and she's kind of like, I'm going to see if I can heal Loghain and then suddenly she just heals Loghain. She's like, I've just healed Loghain. And suddenly I'm like, and I remember getting like my tram stopped at that moment. I was like, wait, what? What? No, no. And I'm like sitting there like holding a book, like, fuck, 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 yeah. fuck. I didn't see what happens. Yes. But like, and when they come, like, I almost, mm. I teared up when like she mm. healed Suen and Leanne. That like, I was like, that bit got me really hard. And like, there are so many other bits that like, like, and the character who died, I think the spoilers we're talking about now are mm. reasonably broad, but the character <laughs> who died in book five, um, the letter she left for Rand's oh, yeah. got me yeah. pretty got me pretty good. Oh, yeah. so, uh, got me pretty fucking good oh, too. Fair enough. I so think like, when those when moments Suen make it worse stilled, I was just like got betrayed by everyone. I was like, oh yeah. <sighs> that hit me out of nowhere. Yeah. <sighs> See, the, that's again, like there there aren't many moments where you get out of your comfort zone and you worry about these characters. But that one was one for me. You're like, no, oh, they, they they can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, they, they when they that. come. They they fucking did that. Yeah. And so they, I think, I think that might be rather than in terms of plot armor and people dying, there are actually weirdly fates worse than death. In some cases, but, but then when they get, they do get healed. So, yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. in the same note as what you're saying, Zaman, about the scene with the ale background, mm. um, 
it's those moments. Like mm. for me, it's not it's not a particularly propulsive read in the same way Game of Thrones is. True, but it mm. is. But there's those moments where it's there are moments that epic, and because there's yeah. yeah, and because it's so vast and so sprawling mm. and so big, when those moments come, fuck, they're effective. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they oh, are just like, uh, Matt's fight with who you are thinking it's going to be this giant setup of fight between Rand and that evil cunty Cool. Yeah. 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 And you think it's got oh, Rand versus Cool. And you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is going to be Bring fucking sick. On. Rand's yeah, going to yeah. fucking. Yeah. Matt took him out. Yeah, Matt huh? takes him Matt out. Took him out and you don't even so. see the fights. Whoa. <laughs> it's just like, it's like Matt's like, I'm going to go fight these ale. And then it's like Rand doing something that's back to Matt, like sitting outside the battle, being like, oh, that's cool with him's head on that pipe. Yeah. Right. yeah. I was like, wait, what? That was me. What if? Matt Trevino, yeah, like, yeah. what up? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I love Matt. Matt's and, my favorite. Oh, actually, Matt's there's, there's so many great moments, like in this, when, when Matt, like, sort of adopts that little boy, Olver, mm-hmm. in book yes. six. And there's all these scenes where Matt's like, oh, Olver had this insolent smile that he must have picked up somewhere. And I had to talk to Olver about, like, about the way he talks to all the women because he can't be doing that. Yeah. And he can't keep eyeing all the women's bosoms like that. And I don't know where he picked this up from. Like, so that's how I would raise a child. Like, why the fuck yeah. is that kid swearing so much? Where the fuck do you pull this boy? <laughs> there's a, and there's a lot of fun. Like, and what's the total thing with, like, Every time, one of, like as much as like I find the bickering between Elaine mm-hmm. and Nynaeve to be really tiresome, there's a few moments in there like when, whenever Nynaeve's kind of like, oh, I just wish Elaine would be so stubborn. She needs to learn to be more accepting uh, yes. and, and yes. stuff like that. That's it. One thing I was going to say, his, his writing of uh, Third Person Limited is so good in that you are so in these characters' head, it almost feels like first person. Yeah, absolutely. To the point where even though you're not, you know more about them than they do. Yeah, definitely. And you don't need, you know, some omnipotent narrator to tell you that. You can just tell from their actions and their thoughts. That's a really good point, yeah. That this is the kind of character they are and they don't even see these flaws in themselves, which is mm. so much fun and makes it, you know, it makes these characters really hit home for you. And yes. you, you care. You really, really care. Oh, yeah, you care. Like, and you, yeah, there's, you get, you end up getting, like, even a character like Elaine, who I didn't think I was particularly invested in, had this great moment in the seventh book when... You know, she's been sent to find the bowl mm. and she's with all the other Aes Sedai mm. who are treating her like shit because they don't think of her as a real Aes Sedai. And then there's a scene where she just smacks yeah. them down. Yeah. She's like, no. Nah. She goes, I was sent That's here by the Amelon seat or do you not recognize her authority? Right. Go on. They, tell me you don't. Yeah. Tell me you don't. If you do, fuck off. I'm more powerful than all of you and I'm saying what's going to go. Yes. And they're all just like, oh, we actually can't argue <laughs> right. that. Yeah. And it was really satisfying. Oh, right? I think so I actually fun. punched the air yeah. on a train when I read yes. that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm just thinking right now, it's like, man, we're talking all these little great moments. I'm like, we haven't even touched upon, like, Perrin's side story oh or God. fucking Tom. Oh, or, like, so Perrin, much. Perrin's probably my favourite, I reckon. I really like Perrin. And like, so, oh, I just want to be a blacksmith. Right. Oh, he man, just makes you want to be a blacksmith. I don't know why, but yes. He, he goes to that village and oh, he's making, was... making a horseshoe or something yeah. like that. I want to make that horseshoe. Yeah. <laughs> because he's so into it and he loves it and I want to love it that much. And I love the characterizations of the three, the Taravine, which is, you know, you know, None of them really want to do this. And that's no. what I love about these characters. Yeah. They just, I, I just, I don't know, I, all, all films and kind of stories I love, I love when a protagonist just doesn't really want to be there and it's yeah. almost like they're doing this because they're just being thrust in the situation. Exactly. It's kind of like an underdog. Yeah. And I love that, you know, Matt just hates this, but he's commanding an yes. army. And yeah. parents yeah. like, I just wanted to be some blacksmith. Just want to be a simple blacksmith. But now yeah. he's, you know, defending all the fucking tribes. And now he's like this lord and everybody, yeah. like, yeah. looks up to him and he's just... Fantastic. That, his whole subplot in the fourth book about defending... Emmons Field mm. from the White Cloaks and the Trollocs. And when he finds out his family died, and there's that beautiful moment, like, oh, and Fail has been such a cunt to him for so long. Yeah. And then there's just that beautiful moment where he finds out his family's died, and he's just sitting there and he's like, 
trying to keep it all together mm. and Fable's just like everyone get out and then she just holds him mm. and he breaks down oh, and you're man. like oh so good. and then he just goes like goes full gorilla and starts hunting mm. trolls oh, yeah. like, and then you're like and that's so satisfying I know isn't it just isn't but, it just but going back to what you said about sort of these these our main three characters mm. which I would say is Rand, Perrin and Matt none of them want to be the mm. lords or kings that they're becoming and uh, I listened to this uh, interview with Robert Jordan, and he, he did that quite deliberately. He talked about, like, you know, you, you hear these Tolkien stories where, like, you know, the Gandalf-esque figure comes into town and goes, you little peasant man, you're going to come with me. And they sort of go, oh, okay, yeah, and go on this <laughs> sure. big quest. And he's like, that just didn't ring true to me. I well, You know, and mm. so for this time we've got Moraine is our Gandalf-esque figure. And, of course, no, they, they're going to go kicking and screaming, rightfully so, because, well, their future <coughs> is madness, death, and the end yeah, of the world. yeah. And otherwise, they are just simple simple village people. And I really like that because we get a lot of their uh, hometown in the first book and we sort of we get it and it's right through the whole series. No, no, these are simple village people mm. in the big wide world and, yes, they're going to be kings and rulers. And ultimately part of the theme of that is well, they're going to be good rulers because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Which is uh, a really th- a really strong theme that I think we can all And it becomes very on. satisfying too. Like yes. When you see oh, those yeah. victories come and because we've seen them come from literally nothing. Mm. Like particularly you go back to the first book and you think about like Rand coming to Camelon for the first time and being yeah. like, what? This is this blown what? away. Like completely by blown away city, by yeah. it. And then you get to book seven and he's me, like. like play- Weird, that, that scene reminded me of playing like Zelda. Like a Zelda yeah, game. Yes. And it was just so like, just, oh, what's going on? Or, or a Final Fantasy, mm. like sort of maybe nine sort of. It was just kind of like just creeping along, being like, what's what's going on? Who are they praying through? What, who's this? What's, <laughs> yeah. Trying to like look over walls and shit. Fuck. Yeah, so, so immersive. Really? Yeah. Mm. And like, you know, and this is part of the reason why these books are so big. And But most of the time there are books where, where it drags on and you're like, oh, mm. well, you probably could have cut about half of that. Yep. But other times... You're just having so much fun getting lost in this world. Yeah, definitely. With, with definitely. these characters. So that said, adapting this. Yeah, because, I was gonna say, uh, let's uh, uh, talk task. about the uh, the beautifully made uh, Billy Zane vehicle <laughs> <laughs> uh, <pilot laughs> that was on FXX at like 3 a.m. Yeah, I mean, or, uh, just to make sure no one would miss it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if anyone doesn't know, the the rights were uh, I forget what the name of the company was. Red but Eagle. Red Eagle. And they were like, let's just, they stealth made a pilot. It is so bad. So Billy Zane. Please look it up. Like, it's, watch it. Oh, it's amazing. It's... Um, Billy Zane in his, like, bald, beardy phase, which I'm loving <laughs> Zane in the bald, beardy phase at oh, the yeah. moment. It's yeah. super good. Uh, and just some of the worst CGI, like something you oh, would, wouldn't even, like, if it was on a Game Boy Advance, you'd be like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. You could have done yeah. better. You can do better. Yeah. It, uh, and it was just yeah, just to keep the just to keep the rights, uh, which yeah. I think there was a lengthy court battle afterwards. Yeah, there yeah. was. It has been resolved. Well, apparently yes, yes. the widow has come out and said mm. that it will become Harry. a TV series. So Harry McDougall, here, Jordan's widow, and the editor of the series, mm. so she had quite a bit to do with it. Yeah. She, what I loved about her, she you can see from her where he gets his you know quote unquote strong females. We'll get into that in a minute. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but she is she is a she came on Twitter or Facebook or whatever social media she uses after that horrendous mm. uh, pilot, and pretty much just tore him to shreds. Yeah, she could. And then they sued her for slander. Yeah, I did too, like, didn't they? Can't they yeah, <laughs> Well, you know what? Like they needed to get money from somewhere because they clearly didn't have it for the right. pilot. So you know, I, yeah. I, I get the gesture. Yeah. And yeah. then the weirdest thing, because apparently the director of that like died in a car crash, yeah, like. God. A few weeks before it got aired. And it was, it was filmed like, in like three days. It was filmed oh. in three days. It was like this weirdest, like, 
fucking drama, <laughs> like soap opera of just yeah. watching like just the behind the scenes and how they all put this together. Because you're like, no, nah, this isn't what, huh? It's like no name director being like, oh, finally get to do this. And then he dies in a car crash. And I was like, oh, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Did did he love Wheel of Time? I, I think he did. And they're like, he has no money. Yeah. He's Billy Zane. Go make well, something. Billy Zane's an executive producer yeah. on the pilot. So I don't know if Billy Zane's just like a big, because things that Billy Zane is a fan of don't tend to go well when they get to the adaptation stage <laughs> and Billy Zane is involved. Because he loved The Phantom as well. So, but Is Billy Zane a huge Wheel of Time he, fan? If so, that's great. Yeah. It, it's awesome. If so, oh, but like, oh bless. Uh, so yeah, adapting this into yeah. uh, uh, anything really, well, any kind of right. other medium. Look, I would have said by the end of Eye of the World, I would have mm. said, look, I would go movies before I would go TV show, <laughs> because particularly the first three books mm. are structured in a way that I don't think the Game of Thrones books are. Now, bear with me for a sec, because I think the Game of Thrones books are quite. Quite vast and quite sprawling. It's not to say that Wheel of Time isn't, but Wheel of Time is a lot more focused, mm. particularly when you go to the first book. Mm. Like, the only three perspectives you get in the first book are Rand, Nynaeve, and Perrin. Yes. And you only get Nynaeve and Perrin's perspectives past the halfway point where they are in Shadow Logoth and they all get separated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you only kind of go to their perspectives by necessity because all the characters get separated. And then in the second book, you start getting Egwene's perspective, and then it's like, in the third book, like Rand disappears and it's a lot of focus on Perrin and Egwene and Nynaeve mm-hmm. and Elaine. And then like, you know, so it starts spreading out as it goes. But particularly the first three books, like the, the first book is like, oh, we have to get to the eye of the world and, you know, mm-hmm. with the green man and stuff. The second book is like, we have to get the horn of Valyr mm-hmm. and has that amazing ending where Matt blows the horn. Oh, oh, God, that's yes. so good. That's oh, my, still my favorite bit in the whole satisfaction series. Satisfaction plus. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> and, like, and when Egwene's like held by the Sianchen and she comes out and she sees the armies and she's like, I am not going back. And starts blowing them oh, up. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're not standing by the time you finish reading that section, there's something wrong with <laughs> you. Well, I remember sitting in, like, I had to go to a, I had to go to like a family friend birthday thing and my dad was like I'm coming to pick you up and I'm sitting at home being like no no you're not so I'm tearing through this and I end up going there and the whole time I'm sitting there being like fuck I need to rush one I was, I was then, expecting you were going to bring the book with you. And no, I, did, I had it with me. I had it with me, but I was like, oh, I have to talk to these people. And then I kind of finished. And I was meant to go to a friend's place that night for drinks. And I had a few drinks at this family friend function mm. thing. So I was, I was sort of like, I was sort of like half in the bag. Mm. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go now. And so, like, I sort of, like, grabbed my will of time, ran to my friend's place, got there, and they were kind of like, hey, man, we're going to do some drinking. I was like, no, no, we're not. I'm going to sit outside and finish this book. And when I finish this book, then we can do some drinking. And I finished the book and I came in. They were like, oh, hey, have, have a beer. And I was like, no, we're going to talk about the wheel of time now because that's all I want to talk about upon finishing this. Okay, so, so me and my teens is you in your 20s, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, like, so I... I kind of feel like this, and then, you know, the third one's all about mm. the quest for Calendor, yes. and then, you know, yeah. whatever. Anyway, so I would have said that as I've gotten further in, it's become a bit more sprawling, things mm. like that. I'd say TV show. But here's the thing if you want to do a TV show, the benefit of that is that you can include a lot more material, you can include yes. a lot of everything, and you yep. can really take your time with it, like Game of Thrones. Like, and I think if you want to do Eye of the World properly, you can probably get 10 episodes out of Eye of the World. Yeah. But you're not going to get 14 seasons because TV shows do not last 14 seasons. No, I, I do agree with that. Yeah. So like, no you... one's looking at like, oh, you know what the best season of this show was? Fucking it real comes together in season 12. <laughs> yeah. And particularly getting into the later books, there's a lot of waffle you can get rid of. So I'm yes. wondering if you do what Game of Thrones has started to do and instead of being like a season of book – start oh, okay. to merge things a bit earlier. Yeah. So maybe season one, you cover book one and book yes. two. Yep. Maybe 
three and you know mm. yeah like really pare it down like start really just getting rid mm. of some of those really boring yeah subplots and maybe the superfluous characters start merging a f- uh, few people together i mean it's doable like yeah. it'd be a it. tough job yes, yes. Like, very yeah. doable. Like, do not envy whoever's got that job but yeah you, i mean you couldn't cut like a whole you couldn't just take a whole book out but mm. you could take sections from three books and that would equal basically taking a whole book out. Yeah, definitely. Because definitely. there is enough there that, yeah, I mean, you've got so much going on that you've, you're not going to be lost for, for content. It's more about, yeah, what can you mm. lose? And there's there's enough there to lose to, to tail Absolutely. back. I sort of know what number of seasons you would be able to get to and, and still sort of have it as a long-running show that people are still happy to stick with. Probably seven. Seven, yeah. I mean, seven allows you Game roughly... Two books a season, which seems pretty respectable to I me. I think that could be doable, yeah, for Particularly sure. Particularly, like, you know, like for example, book three, the, you know, the Dragon Ring, which I think is the weakest book that I've mm. read so far, mm-hmm. where it's the one where, you know, <clears throat> Rand fucks off and then they're just kind of looking for Rand and then Kalendor, and then there's another scene of Rand jumping between dimensions and blowing shit up. Um, it's like, yeah, cool, all right. We, you've done that in the last two books <laughs> and did it again in the fourth book and the yeah. fifth book. Yes. And not the sixth book because that was Doom Eyes Wells and that was fucking sick. But in the mm. seventh book, yeah, yeah no, yeah, him yeah. and Samael in, in, in uh, Shadow Logoth, yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I I do think, like, for example, the third book could probably be covered in, like, three episodes. Sure. And then the fourth book, which is the longest book in the series, you, you know, you can get seven episodes out of yeah. that easy, you know? Mm. So. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to be extraordinarily well-written episodes, but oh, it's, shit, it's definitely yeah. doable. Well, the, the, yeah. the series originally was meant to be six books. Mm. And then he got well out of control. Yeah, like, yeah. Calm yourself, And then Jordan. the last one, because Robert Jordan died after the... Book 11. Book 11. And so there's only meant to be one more and after yeah, that. Yeah, he was saying he's only got, there was only one more, but mm. then Brandon, Brandon Sanderson yes, came on board and he was like, looked at all the notes and all <laughs> yeah. the stuff that Harriet has as well. He was like, I can't, I can't uh, do this no. one. And <laughs> yeah, apparently I the can't. pace actually picks up with Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, it does. Like, well, even, even Jordan's last book, okay, now we're starting to get to those things. You know, yeah, you know? okay. The ninth and tenth, they're a bit more hard going, but yeah, the eleventh, okay, okay, now I see where time guns on its way, and then yes, the Sanderson books, oh, it is nonstop, it is yeah, pure right. fun, and and he does a really excellent job of of sort of you know writing. Mm. He, he has this really nice forenote before it saying, look, I'm not trying to write like Jordan, I'm just trying to write like like the Wheel of Time. I want it to be a yeah. Wheel of Time book, and he does a really great job. Okay, but. Yeah, if you can get to those last few books, oh, oh boy, so, you're so going to be in for fun. So it's really, like, it's worth it. Because at the moment, I'm like, I need to yeah. go back because I've just finished the finding the bowl and all that. Mm. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like it was a bit of a downer. Then I'm like, oh, a little bit, oh, a little bit positive. Yes. And I'm just sort of need you've to keep got, riding. Uh, you've still got that, some way to go. All right. Nine yeah. and ten are apparently the real. Because I've just, well, I've finished seven. Mm. And I honestly thought, like, I thought seven was really good. Mm. I thought six was the best. I thought seven has been, generally speaking, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that up eight, and my my housemate who started reading around the same time as me, just after me, I think he started reading Eye of the World right after I did, and he's now in book eleven. <laughs> um, he's just been reading nonstop, wow, it's burning through. Right? It's, it's amazing. It's, it's yeah. a bit. It, I feel a little bit inadequate. I won't lie, but like, Dude, if you can get through them in a year. Yeah. You are, I will well, I was kind of be... hoping there was a wheel of time. Well, we're recording in September. There was a mm. wheel of time convention coming up in October, which uh, is like in a church hall in Sydney. Yeah. And I was sort of hoping I could get to that, but <laughs> it's not going to happen. No. But, um, but you know, I'm fucking cosplay as Rand. I'll, I'll do it. I don't care. Dragons around yeah. my arm and Hell pretend yeah. to be buff. Great. Um, but, yeah, no, I – yeah, so he's, he's like, in book 11, and he was saying in particular that, like, 9 and 10 are the real slogs. Yeah. But uh, 
he said 11 gets really good again. Yep. But, like, because I think we were discussing it a bit, and, you know, in book seven, I mean, in book six, Egwene starts marching on Tar Valon mm. with her rebel Ace to die. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, that'll come up quickly. And then, oh, no. yeah, and then Finn was like, yeah, he's like, so I'm in book 10, I'm just at the siege of uh, Tar Valon now. And I was like, wait, yeah. what? Right. What? What is she yeah. doing for the previous three books? Like, Jesus Christ. Marching takes a while, <laughs> you know, you know. Across He's like very descriptive of that march. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to all of that. Yeah. So what's, well, what? then even the siege takes several books. Oh, I hate really? to tell you. Yeah. Like this. Oh, fair enough. Clearly, he had. Oh, that's going to be the end point just before you know things kick yeah, off. Yeah. And then oh, but I'm going to have you know now five books in between. So that's going to just drag. <sighs> so, what's the uh, the what's what's a, Elaine's mother? Morgase. Morgase. Yeah. The the little tiny chapters with uh the tiny chapters with her. I'm mm. like. Oh, God. Oh yeah. Oh, her and I just, gang. I get very bored cuz A I don't really remember anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> about what what is going on in that storyline? Sure. Cuz they got like the 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 white cloak she's being held yes, captive or something right. at yeah. one point. Like, ah, yeah, you're good. Yeah. And she's got like a little merry gang and, and her like endless crush on Talonvor, the uh, yeah. the yeah. young guy. She's like, he's too young for me, but I'm like, can't oh, no, I'll be a cuckoo. It's so good. Yes, you don't. Know. My mouth says no, no, but my high scream, yes, yes. Oh God, please, yes. <laughs> and you're like, no, that's good. It's oh, fine. It's very. Go for it. Yeah, I, f- I found those uh, bits bit 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 tiring. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if they're tiring to read, why would you bother filming them for a TV show? You know what I mean? You really yeah, want to keep yeah. like that? You could. And yeah, you've got enough content there that you can easily keep and I would, going. I would fuck off everything with Elaine and I Nave in the circus. Oh, that circus. Like, oh, yeah. That. Actually, ugh. I've blanked that. I've just gone like, nah. That was actually worse <laughs> than the bowl. You know yeah. what? Because like, at least with the bowl, you have some good matte stuff going on, yeah. which is kind of fun. Actually, I like, have, like the matte stuff in that. Yeah, mm. and you have the, the great scene with Elaine kind of, you know, smacking down the Ace mm-hmm. die who were giving her shit. And, you know, there's some good Matt stuff there. There's some decent Avienda stuff. Um, mm. Actually, speaking of which, like, just Rand and his little harem of ladies. <laughs> um, I was thinking about this today. Min. Yes. Mm. Nah, she my girl. She my bae. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know she I. is. I know she is. Min for sure, all the way. Min for sure, sure thing. Except the way she, her internal monologue is perpetually, I am not somebody who only thinks about men and cares about what men think. But literally all I think about is uh-huh. Rand. And, again, and all I yeah. care about is Rand. And meanwhile, uh-huh. you've got Avienda and Elaine, who are both just as in love with Rand, who are like, yeah, no, we're into him. Avienda's like, yeah, I'll take him to like another place and have a cheeky fucking nigga. That'll be great. <laughs> Super but good. they've got missions to do. They've got shit to do. Elaine is like, yeah, well, I'm sorry. I'm a queen and the nice to die. I have to go and find bowls and hang out in circuses yeah, yeah, yeah. and bicker with Nynaeve. Like, sorry, <laughs> mate, I've got important shit to get done. Avienda's like, yeah, I'm a badass Mm-hmm. A woman, sorry, Randall thought I'm going to go and do that, do that yeah. and all of that. And Min's just like, all I'll I sit care on your about lap. Is being with. I'm just going to sit on your <laughs> yes. lap. That whole book six, all she did was just like, I'm just going to sit on your lap and tease you with kisses and sit on mm. your lap and snuggle against your chest. I was like, mm. yeah, it, it did get a bit on the nose. Initially, I liked her because she was like, no, nah, I don't like Rand. No, I love him. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, I refuse. But I love him so much. Shit. I like that aspect of it, but then, yeah, but yeah then, in oh, book six. Fuck, she yeah. becomes soppy in book six it, and seven. It did become a bit Seven weird. in particular. Every time it comes to her perspective, I was like, great, I'm going to hear more about how sexy Rand is. I know. It's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Tell me about the signs of a people's heads. I want to know about yeah, that. exactly. Right. That was what You've was interesting about awesome it. power. Yeah. yeah. Let's hear what we're we'll doing. But, yeah, we, we don't. No. So, I don't know. I think, I think adapting it, you could do a lot of stuff. Uh, a big problem is weaving. 
So how would you show the, the yeah. magic and like oh, yeah. touching of the well, that's power all and all keep, that kind I was, of stuff? I was even thinking about this. So the, the the women who work with the one power, they have this ageless look that you don't, you can't really. How do pick you what, show that? How the hell is, is that a visual? Robert thing? Downey Jr. in Civil War. That's how you do it. It's gonna get very <laughs> okay. creepy in Uncanny Valley. Quite yep. a lot of, quite a that's, lot of makeup. That's what you kind of want to do though with the S sure. because you don't want to be like, no, I said I want to fucking do that. So sexy and good looking. <laughs> you want to be like, nah, creepy you shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Wrong with them, but there is. Yeah, because they're not they're not meant to be like <gasps> robots. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, um, but yeah, you want them to have mm. that somewhat uncanny valley. Yeah, it is kind of a little, little bit creepy about them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of almost like you know what they did with um is it Natalie Portman in the bird film she was in? Black uh, Swan. Uh, yes, that. I haven't seen it. They elongate her fingers and shits at some scenes and they just make her look like a buddy bird. Yeah. Right. You kind of want them just being a little bit just Almost bird-like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, be, actually being bird-like. put off by them, particularly because people are so terrified of them, well, particularly yeah. early on before you realise that they're just bickering children. Oh, just, yeah. just bitch and moan and whine and complain relentlessly about everything. Like, yeah, like I think having a bit of like distance from them, a bit of separation, a bit mm. of something almost a bit inhuman about them sure. probably isn't a terrible yeah. idea. Mm. So I was thinking it would be hard to cast some of these because of how they age. Yes. And, like, because, again, this is going to be something you'd have to do in seven, eight years. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the, I think the series takes place over literally, like, three or four years. Yeah. Tops. And so you're going to have to cast, because they're quite young when they start off, at least yeah. three well, Egwene, where I'm up to now, is 18, mm. but I think she's 17 when it starts. Right. I think Rand is meant to be about 20 now. I, th- I yeah. think it's covered oh, okay. about two years, actually, where so, I'm up to okay, now. So they're in their late teens. I thought, for some yeah. reason, I thought a little bit younger. But no, 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 like so late teens. Late late teens, late teens. I think Rand is like 18 when the series starts. Okay, so that's not too bad because you can kind of cast someone who's, you know, 20-something yeah. and then they kind of age. Yes. Looks, you know, movie teen <laughs> or uh, television. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That yes. kind of not too bad. Yeah, but yeah. I think the big thing is like getting a commitment of someone. Because I, I always thought for some odd reason that the Glee Man, mm. Tom, would be like Tom Cruise for some odd reason. Okay. I always Sam just Elliot, man. casted Tom Cruise in my head. But like Tom Cruise about 10 years from now. 
don't see that. I, I see, see more grizzled. I see him as taller as yeah. well. I've got Reese <laughs> Reese Ifrens for him. I could see. Yeah, I would see I him more why. as Julian Sander, the thief okay, catcher. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Although he's meant to be quite dark skinned, isn't he? Yeah. Or like maybe Adrian Brody for him wouldn't mm. be. But like Tom Maryland, I just see Sam Elliott. Yeah. Like oh, I could see Sam. Elliott. I mean, I see, maybe he's a bit old now, but like Tom Maryland's meant to be older and like mm. you know, the, the long mustaches and the. I mean, the mustache alone is well, enough. Well, yeah. For Sam I mean, you think old man mustache? Everyone's thinking <laughs> Sam Elliott. Or Jeff Bridges, maybe. No one's thinking I mean, oh, Tom. Obviously, Cruise. we're not. Yeah. This is not a. Uh, this is not a. <laughs> TV cast. Yeah, yeah. But, um, this is but a dream cast. This is a dream. But, like, you know, maybe Jeff Bridges I could kind of see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I sort of did a, you know, who would you cast thing on the internet before we did this, and Jeff Bridges came up a lot for Tom. For Tom. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that, but I'm really not surprised. Mm. Uh, do we want to get into dream casting? Is that, is that oh, going to yes. be? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that in a sec. But, um, yeah, so I think adapting, I mean, it's doable, but I think it's hard. Yeah. You're thinking special effects, you're thinking money, budget, mm. all that kind of stuff. Particularly with this, it's going to be quite hard to do and also the expectations because everyone can be like, oh, what about Game of Thrones? But like, yeah, look at the first season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, they mm. did it well, but their budget was still kind of low. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. And they sort of built up to it. But I think from the word go, you're going to need a lot more of a budget. But also you don't yeah. – bear in mind, and one thing that struck me about Wheel of Time is particularly like early on – Game of Thrones is doing big battle scenes in its first book. The first yeah. season skipped over. Trollic mm. Army. Yeah, there are Trollocs, but like it's more, in, particularly in the first book, it's more like roving bands. It's not like yeah. armies of thousands. Yeah, like, true, true, I don't true, think it's true, until true. book, I don't think it's even until book five that you mm. get like a really big battle. Because like the first big battle I can think of is the Battle of Cahine, mm. or however the fuck the city's pronounced, <laughs> uh, where they fight the Shido Ale. Yeah. But like up yes. till then, it's just bands of Trollocs occasionally. Well, even for that one, you've sort of got little patches of the of the battle. You don't have to see exactly. the whole thing. Exactly. You don't have to see the whole scope. thing. Because, like, because I mean, what what have you got? Like, the, the first book is really just a road story, yeah. with, like the occasional skirmish along the way, which mm. is perfectly doable on a yeah. TV budget. And then when they're going to, and um, then yeah, that place, yeah, Shadow the Shadow Logoth, which you know, it's fine. And then like yeah, that the creepy shadow thing that they Mashadar, yeah, that they yeah, just a bit don't of CGI, that'd be right. Know what it is? <laughs> I'd like you'd kind yeah. of really like again, you'd, you'd want to at least a decent budget to sell it. The traveling sure. the ways would be like tough on a budget. Yes, um, very yeah. tough. Really. I, I always so, felt like, like almost say, you know, in, in the Matrix <laughs> where it's like white and then yes. everything gets rushed. But like that, but reverse, but black. Black, yeah. yeah. And so you'd bridges with and have whatnot. Just, yeah, bridges. Yeah. I, I thought that'd be easy. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Um, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a CGI wizard. Because yeah. I just but, imagine <laughs> it's being like, you know, going for miles and like lots of like bridges and towering things and mm. all sorts of stuff everywhere and kind of this. But I suppose they can't really see anything, can they? So No. No, yeah, it's a good point. Um. So, I mean, you know, that and then, you know, you have kind of the final battle with Ishmael slash Balsamon slash whoever the fuck is at that point um, <laughs> with his flaming eyes. And then, like, yeah, the second book's, like, second book's actually fine as well. Like, it's, again, mostly road stuff. And then you have, like, the fight against the Cianchin at Falm at the end, which I think you can do on a reasonably small budget. The only tricky mm-hmm. part is uh, the heroes being called back by the Horn sure. of Valair. <laughs> but mm. even then, it's not a huge battle. No. Yeah, and you um, save that, you know, And yeah, CGI then book three is the fall of Tyr, which again, you know, it's just in corridors and stuff. Yeah, good, again, good. you've got those yeah. smaller perspectives. So Absolutely. So you don't need to see the whole scale of the thing. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. I guess it only becomes sort of convoluted and really expansive, mm. you know, from book five, six onwards. Yeah. 
you know, because I'm thinking, yeah, you know, doing that scene where Rand is going and looking at the ale history, like that would be, uh, oh, oh, that'd be a good episode to watch. Yeah, Fuck, yeah, that, that, that would one, be a whole that's episode. Written very cinematic. That mm. Oh, isn't it just yeah. yeah? But yeah, like that that would be a very expensive shot um, mm. shoot as well. Yeah, yes. true. Very because, you know, like, think of all the crap that he's describing. It's like, yeah. like that's, he's um, showing different periods in time, so yeah. you've got a whole different set. That's your, that's your Emmy submission episode, oh, by the way. No, clearly, For yes. future reference. <laughs> like, that's, that's, make that one whole episode, and mm. fucking hell, that would be, mm, that'd be a that'd good be one. Up there, yeah. Mm. So, I, I think it'd be doable, but hard. Like, very hard. Yeah. Oh, no, it Without, presents- and, and something you brought up before, showing magic systems, yeah. showing like, uh, like... How do you explain that? Like, how do you yeah. get across that, you know, look, there is something called the true source yeah. that it's split into between gender, male mm. and female, and the, the male one is just tainted as shit. Mm. And I love the imagery of someone plunging their hand into just this deep well of water where there's this gross, slick oil yeah. over yeah. the top. Wonderful. I love that. Yeah. But how do you get how that across you that? Right. Yeah. without it becoming you, so tedious? Do you make it kind or, of yeah. artsy and imaginative mm. or do you just, you know, show them kind of, you know, looking very concentrated and then like, they glow a bit? Or, or do you go down the Aragon route, which mm. was uh, uh, when young Aragon is talking to the dragon. Uh, he's just like just staring at each other and everyone is just there awkwardly being like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> the fuck is this? Is he? What the fuck is this? I guess they're just doing something. But, you know, and it just looks kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I would go art housey. I would make it yeah. kind yeah. of like, you could do like spiral. There's enough imagery that he's described, like mm. you, like that beautiful one you just said, which, yeah, I mean, you could make real representations of that and maybe, you know, you're, you're flashing between that and the person concentrating really hard or whatever you have. Yeah. But, yeah, if you went a bit artsy with it, I think I think that would work. I think we'd stay with it. Yeah, we could do that. Because it's all yeah. about weaving and patterns. And you don't need to do yes. it every time either. No, like a couple no, of times it's exactly kind of show right. what they so, when, yeah. when they first channel, like yeah. show what they're going through. So how, how about this? Right? So you have the scene and so before the first time we ever see it or the first time we see it from a perspective of someone we are following who's just sort of starting, right? So, you know, initially so we see, you know, Morgraine. Morgraine? Moraine. Moraine. She just do something and everyone's like, whoa, the fuck was that? It was cool. But then when we get like a POV character doing yeah. something, we kind of like a filter goes over the world. Right. Yeah. And we yeah. just see it yes. kind of like all weaving patterns and stuff. Mm. And so then she, everything just kind of slows down well, a bit. And so she's she like, oh, hang on. And she can just kind of reach out and pluck something. Yeah. And it's like pulling a, a thread. Yeah. Cloth. Particularly because there's so much description about like how it kind of hurts, like go of the source and yes. about how how kind of powerful oh, it is and how yeah. and I mean you could yeah. you could have a thing where like you know you change all the colours and everything yeah. becomes really enhanced everything becomes real like bright and, and all yeah. real kind of like and, you know, you're mesh you're noticing kind of like you know flowers patterns. slowly unfurling yeah. and yes. all of these like for, bits and pieces yeah. all around yeah. you for the women yes. yes yes but then when they show like Rand or someone mm. touching the, uh, the 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 source it's all corrupted and shit yeah. oh, I'm imagining like the moment Rand does it like you imagine the colours change mm. like with the women it can become brighter yes. it becomes darker and maybe you like hear that like Gross. buzzing like right. you know it's, it's still more intense than our usual vision yeah. but there's something uh, uneasy like uneasy maybe kind of this it. thunderous thing in the background and like you know maybe things maybe the way when the women look at things it's like you know zooming in and quite enhanced but when like the men do it's like warped and like you know sure. you're, yeah. you're seeing things closer but it's like twisting mm. and warped and it could really creepy like it just yeah really really unsettling so you could you could do a lot with it and i mm. think yeah I, I like that idea of i really love that idea of just you know seeing the world yeah. for what it is and just like pulling a thread yeah and then grabbing absolutely. another thread and just kind of weaving something together mm. and then doing whatever it is you need to do yes because um, i mean yeah and that's i mean those are the descriptions he uses he mm. talk about threads and you know the that's so like he doesn't go into big descriptive mm. 
uh, about the magic, but there's enough imagery there that you, you get yeah. the idea. And you can you use that. Like, you need color coded as well because they're talking about you know a bit of, you know, thread of fire, thread of heart, yes. thread of wind, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. This, this, this. So you can kind of also color code a little bit mm. of stuff here and there, and it kind of work. You can visualize in a really, yeah. really interesting way. Like, and again, you, you'd use it sparingly. You'd only sure. use it like again. The big set piece would be mm. when it first happens as like a POV character and yep. then sort of more important kind of times. Otherwise it's kind of just basically like Star Wars using the force. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just yes. It happening. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you can get around that. No, that's, that's good. So that's, you know, one little problem done. And I so reckon, if- yeah, I'm just trying to think about like, you know, season structure. I mean, if you, maybe if you made your first seasons loosely book one and book two, and so you end with the battle of Falm and you end with, cause I mean, really it's the end of book two where Rand accepts that he's a dragon reborn. Mm-hmm. Cause up until then, like it's the end of the first one. He, he doesn't even learn it until the start of the second book that he's a dragon reborn. Right. The end of the first one is when he channels for the first time. Yeah. yeah. And Which the end is of bad the, enough. Yeah. I mean, any guy who channels is still going to end in madness exactly. and death. Exactly. And that's a good middle, mid-season. That's yes. a good mid-season. And then yeah. he learns he's a dragon reborn. Mm. And then the end of the season is him accepting it. Yeah. And, and, and because even if you only get one season and it's cancelled, yeah, you still yeah. have a nice little complete arc. story, yeah. Exactly. Like, yes. And again, like sort of like in you know, a Friday Night Lights where it was like, Hey, this is one season. The first season is perfect, mm-hmm. as is. If you had just one season, it just ah, oh, it's beautiful. It starts and it ends perfectly. Mm. But oh, thank God, we got all this more extra stuff, yeah. and that's real great. <laughs> yeah. So you could do that again because someone being like, all right, going from his little podunk town, learning who he is, channeling, being like, ah, mm. oh, fuck, I'm channeling. To them being like, I accept accepting of who I am, yeah. and who I am is a dragon reborn, and, he, and that's his great. place in this big wide world that we've seen quite a bit of by that. point. <laughs> yeah, and then if it can- got cancelled, you're like, ah, we still got one good season. You know what I would do <laughs> if I was being really, really brave. I would actually cut book three because, hear me out, uh-huh. so book three is we open with Rand's kind of going a bit crazy yeah, yeah. and Perrin's like, this is a camp of the Dragon Reborn and Rand's in a bit of a mood again and have a bit of a cool fight and then mm. Rand's like, I'm going to fuck off. And then Perrin and Moraine are kind of like, we better go find Rand. They're like, oh, yeah, Min, by the way, you're going to Tarvalon, you're going to dress up pretty mm. and we're going to just deal with that, I guess, for ages. <laughs> and then that Yuck. happens. And so meanwhile, the, most of the book is Perrin and Moraine trying to find Rand and not really getting on with each other. And then mm. meanwhile, you have some of the stuff at Tarvalon mm. and I think Nine Ave and Elaine go off on some adventure and <laughs> find another they, whatever. It was like, like funnily enough for, for when he drags past out, they're at Tarvalon for like all of five minutes before, hey, off you go yeah, on something, you else. something else. You're like, hold on, I really wanted to. And you've been building Tarvalon up for like the last Where is books. Egwene in book three? She <laughs> she with the IU? No, not to book no, four. No, no, book four, yeah. Because they all converge at tier at the end of book three. Yes. And then it's a fall of see, see, so what I what I would do, mm. I would have um end season two with Rand realizing he's the dragon reborn, and then end with him running away. And then you start so, – so, sorry, end season one with yep. him running away. And then oh, you okay. start season two with the fall of the Stone of Tear. So you start with everyone converging on the stone, and they're okay. like, we're trying to find Rand, we're trying to find right. Rand. Uh... And then the first episode is them being like, well, you don't even see – you can even have that same f- thing of being like, where is Rand? And mm-hmm. it's all them getting to here being like, we think this is where he's going, but we don't know. Is he, is he trying to get Kalendor? Then they're like, yeah, he's trying to get Kalendor. Mm-hmm. And then you see at the end of the episode him get Kalendor. And then that's yeah. a really sort of barnstorming opening episode. And then over season two, you follow all of book four with them going mm. with the Aeel. And yeah. then you follow the battle against Cooladin, which is the big plot of book four and book five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're fighting the Shadow Ale, they're doing all of that. And then you end season, you either end season two with the battle of Kaheen against the Shadow Ale mm-hmm. or with the Moraine Land Fear at the Docks incident and then Rand going and fighting Ravin at Camlin. Mm-hmm. And then that's your season two. And then you've covered five books in two seasons. And that's pretty fucking good. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Yo, and then we've got two seasons okay, okay. already there. Yeah, I so, guess yeah, you could 
just you know, book three. You know, good. <laughs> Nothing really happens in book three. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's got a lot, of, a good, nice it's got a lot of good character stuff, mm. particularly for Perrin. Right, but again, we're we're not talking about book anymore. Are we? We're talking no, about screen no. and. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't you don't have that luxury anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. It has to. It has and to yeah, move. You, it has you can to be kind of you know, and interesting. Yeah. You can kind of you know push those some of those interesting other uh, plot elements down the track or, mm. or merge them together, which mm. is sort of where you're you're sort of yeah, merging um, a lot of these storylines quickly into one sort of. I'm communicating the same points. Like, you know, I mean, yes. normally normally TV shows have a bit of a time jump between seasons anyway. So if we assume yeah. at the start of season two that Rand has been on the run for a while. <laughs> and that's a really cool, like, I am the dragon reborn. Nah. I'm out. And that's a great season ending where it's like. No, he he sort of accepted it, but he's he's fucked off. Yeah, right? and then they're like, wait, what, what, where's he? Where's he gone? And yeah, then, it gives you kind of thinking, like, what's and going then on? they yeah. yeah they converge. Or I mean, yeah, if you really really want to jam pack a hell of a lot into season one, mm-hmm. you make the Battle of Falm the second last episode, and you make the Stone of Tear the last episode. So the second last episode ends with Rand going on the run. And they're like, what's his intentions? Is he fucking off? And then the end of the season is, no, 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 he's gone to draw Calendor. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think you want one I'm whole season loud, yeah, where the, yeah, yeah. the world doesn't know he's the dragon reborn. Because after Tear, the world knows. Yeah, that's it's true. Out there. That's it's true. happened in the heavens. You know, everyone knows. So I think one whole season where, you know, at, at the end of it, yes, he knows and a handful of others. And then, yeah, straight up from the second season, like you said, boom, then the rest of the world knows. And yeah, now we're dealing yeah. with the ramifications of that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And so, like, by the time season two starts, we've had a bit of a time jump and mm. people have sort of known about it, all yeah. that stuff is happening. And then, you know, so, I mean, if you think seasonal arc, season one is all about Rand learning he's the dragon reborn and yeah. everyone else kind of falling into their destinies around him, mm. season two is going to be very- Season two will be known as the Ale season. Yeah. Which is the season which, where they- Oh, I'm going to love that season. Oh, wouldn't it jump? <laughs> yeah. It'd be great. Like, that's where they go to Rudine and yeah. they, you know- Which, Rand- again, I still really love. Again, he's, the world's just found out he's the dragon reborn. And he fucks off again. He fucks off He's again. like, yeah. where'd he go? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and, and so, you know, that, that's your season two. And that season's all about the time spent in the Ale Waste. It's all Egwene with the Wise Ones. It's Rand going into Rudine and yeah. sort of getting so marked. Much, so much good stuff. So much stuff. It's oh. a battle against Cooladin. It's yeah. them coming back and rescuing Kaheen. And then, you know, it's at the end, it's a fight in Camelin against Ravin. Mm. And then meanwhile, you have all the stuff as Nynaeve where she's got her, like, ongoing battle with Mokhedion. Yeah. Great. And all of that. And then, so, you know, you have mm. all of that stuff. Oh, and then I so guess, much, yeah. you know, you're season three, you get into like, then season three, you're plotting is all about because because I'm pretty sure that would mean that season two because I think it's book four when Sewan gets stilled mm-hmm. and that's sort of a big late that could be like a big late season two twist yeah and then so then season three is all about the rebel Isodai and Salada great so it's yeah. all about them raising Egwene Amelin it's all about you know Nynaeve mm-hmm. breaking down her block and then and just stuff have, for a, Hunt have for the a whole bowl. season of them at the circus. Yeah, there you, <laughs> there you go. I mean, maybe an episode, right. oh, maybe five minutes, one scene. <laughs> yeah, maybe like, like one oh, scene look, there's them. a circus in the background. It's like, oh yeah, let's move it along. We just like have them like leaving the circus. Like, yeah, yeah. we're in the circus for Bob. That was great. Anyway, we've had fun. We're off. Next adventure. Um, but yeah, then, you know, the, oh, like the prophet, so, the prophet of the dragon. Oh, fucking oh, it. He's yeah, just yeah, the background, just yeah. losing his mind. It's great. <sighs> what a hero, um, Massima. Um, but yeah, no, so then, you know, season three, you have like the, the mm. main plot is all about mm. the rebel Isodai and Saladar and it's all, all of that stuff. And then meanwhile, it's Rand and all, and the Ashermen coming into it yep. and Mazrim Tame, who I'm 90% sure is Demandred, the Forsaken <laughs> at this point. Um, don't look at me down. I'm actually not making eye contact with you, Daniel, in case you give something away. Um, but yeah, you know, so, so I, I can see like, you know, it's, cause I, I think in a TV season, you need to have like an overall structure of some sort or an mm-hmm. overall arc. Sort of if you think, per season. Per think, season. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, I think there's a way to break down these books because like the hunt for the bowl goes over two books. Yeah, you're um, right. So, you know, yeah. so you have the hunt for the bowl and then you, you can even like draw out 
Egwene being, because you can you can reshuffle events. So like Egwene can be being raised Amelin while Nynaeve and Elaine are hunting for the bowl. You know, yeah. if you want, maybe they sure. do what they said they were going to do earlier and they fuck off before mm. they get raised Aes Sedai to find the bowl. And then you know you make a few dramatic tweaks mm. like that, so mm. you have at least stuff is happening all the time. Yes, and then so you end your season three with Egwene marching on Tarvalon at the same time as they find the bowl because right. Egwene doesn't really do much while they're finding the bowl. No. So, you know, I mean, that that's me thinking out loud about but that, mm. that's that's all I've read. That's the that, yeah. So that's three seasons out of seven books yeah. at this point. But that's that, good. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, the, that, that solves so many problems of the length of this series, the, you know, your time restraints from whatever actors you're going to get, the mm-hmm. time restraints from your audience to follow it for. So that actually does solve... You know, quite a lot of your problems by condensing it so yeah, thoroughly, definitely. and it and it has to be because another problem is, what will will fans be like? Would if you were to be like, hey, all right, we are condensing a lot of material into these things, uh, you are going to get people like, well, in the book, yes, <laughs> yeah, but you are. Uh, but my argument to those people was like, okay, we'll read the book, exactly. enjoy the book for what the book is, enjoy the TV series for the TV series, and I've been is. saying this for so fucking long. Like the best adaptations <laughs> are the ones that you know understand. That's the, a different medium. The mm. spirit of the and they it's it's the adhering to the spirit of the source material, not the letter. Yes, you know, and it's we yeah. do not have the time. <laughs> we don't. We don't have the time. We don't have fourteen right. years, if not longer. <laughs> yes, to spend with Elaine and Nanae bickering at a circus. <laughs> at a circus. Because Come you on. know what, like I know, I think I know what good TV looks like, and that's not <laughs> that's it. Not it. <laughs> it's not good. Having a whole plot line about will Nynaeve wear the dress that shows quite a lot of the Oh, I know. Holy shit. But will she, though? That's the question we answered. I will wear this if I'm in private with Lan because he'll like that. (laughs) But otherwise, oh, I couldn't couldn't possibly be like this Tarabona woman. I couldn't possibly Uh. be this hussy like that with my... And, oh, Helene is wearing too much of a silk dress. And, oh, here's a supplement about Elaine getting drunk and Nynaeve getting pissed off about it. And Elaine weirdly hitting on Tom Merrilyn but also kind of seeing... Yeah, what was up with that? What's up with that? What's what? going on? Anyway, and then like, oh, and then when they go in the dream world and it's like, oh, I didn't realize I was wearing the dress with my titties out. And then yeah, like, I guess oh, I, I maybe love it, but I can't And it's that. every time they go into the dream world, it's like, oh, I'm exposing too much bosom because I'm thinking about Rands. Like, it's just, it, what, what? Every like, single time. So how would you open this series? Would you go the beautiful Billy Zane move and have it about Louis Theron? And- well, I would know. I would open with the same thing. I would open with the breaking of the world and Louis Theron, but it would make it 10 minutes. <laughs> so you know? I, I'd have thought of this in, in Preacher, which, you know, has mixed feelings, how they've got the cowboy mm-hmm. storyline sort of throughout it. You just, you just thrown into it. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Okay. Well, there's a storyline about this cowboy. Okay, cool. Now I know. <laughs> that's, that's all you really need to know. And it's set you know, way back in cowboy days and it's nothing to do from what you can tell with your current storyline, but it will flash cut to it. You see five mm-hmm. minutes of it, flash cut back straight to our skies and our story and we're following along and you're curious and it's enough. And, you know, maybe there's a, a title heading to sort of say where you are. And then next episode, yeah, maybe you get another five minutes. So I was thinking maybe for the history and like there's the breaking of the world, but there's also quite a lot of other history you mm. need to have throughout at some point. Uh, I thought that would be a way to do it rather than have sort of a prologue at the at the start of every season or what have you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I can see that. Like, like maybe just like throughout flashbacks, seeing bits and pieces. Mm. Particularly like because there's a lot of exposition that you could skip that way. If For you sure. credit, like If you find a way to thematically show it, tying yes, it to whatever you're it. doing. that's it. It's more about every... showing a shot and not explaining it until the context comes from our current storyline. Yes. When they reference yes. it and you're like, oh, that must be that thing I saw. Okay. Yeah, and then it all kind of that, – that's a good way to communicate it because sometimes I get a bit lost in all the lore. Yeah. I mean, like, because yeah, I, think, I think I would kind of keep the first episode 
you know, start with the loose there and stuff. That mm. kind of gets your audience on a hook being like, wait, what was that? Mm. And then you sort of have, you know, Rand like seeing the, the Merdrill or the Merdrill. Oh, wow. No, Merdrill's right. Yeah. Merdrill's. Okay, yeah. cool. That's how they're pronounced. Good. I got that right. Anyway, you know, him seeing <laughs> okay, the, the Merdrill, him going into the town, him sort of meeting Moraine for the first time, mm-hmm. him being like, oh, what's going on here? here? Him sort of being like, oh, Egwene, anyway, I like you. <laughs> and then maybe you end the episode with the Trollocs attacking the farm yeah. and him like dragging his father out. And then the end of your first episode is him like dragging his father yeah. who's dying. And, and no, oh, no, no, I got it. 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 <laughs> you end the first episode with Tam. In a delirium, saying yes. the thing about finding Rand on the slopes, him, yes. and Rand being like, "Wait, what?" Mm, and then the end of the first episode is he's stuck in the forest, his father's dying, and his father might not be his father. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? And then you exactly. end episode, you have episode two being all about the decision to leave, and you yes. end that with them leaving. Yeah. And then you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe episode three, you get into Shadar Logoth, and you end with them being separated. Mm-hmm. Episode four, you kind of have the road to Camlin, and them getting to Camlin. Episode five, you have everything up into the eye of the world. So you have them, and that's keeping mm-hmm. the pace clipping along. And then oh, you yeah. assume there's ten episodes a season. That's book one. Yeah, yeah that's good. Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a real nice like. Bup, bup, yeah, bup, yeah. Bup, I, 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 like, I do like having a whole episode in the village because, like I said, I think it is important. Absolutely, to give yeah. a lot of context about these characters. But then after that, you're straight out into it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, um, and yeah, so, you know, uh, focus it that way. And then, you know, your next five episodes is The Great Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, boom, there you go, first season. Done. Done yeah. and dusted, mate. Too yeah. easy. There you go. Come on, Harry. Give us a call. There you go. That's for free. You can use that. Yeah, cool. You can have that, Harry. Don't hire Billy Zane again. Or do. I like his bald face. Hashtag I stand with Sean Carney. And his enmity towards Zane. All right. Casting. Yes, yeah, so so fan casting, ideal casting. Who do we want? I'm not sure about who to do for like Rand, Matt, and Perrin. Well, I couldn't agree more. Be... I had so much trouble trying to figure this out. I think partially because I'm thinking I wanted to find people at the right age. If it's going to go for mm. you know six, seven, eight seasons, yeah, sure. You kind of want to get it mostly right. Yeah, you've got yeah. the Hollywood age. You know, they can be 24 and they're playing 18. But I actually had real trouble. I mean, I'm not the best at casting anyway. <clears throat> the only one I did have for our main three guys. And again, he would actually need to be younger than he is now. Robert Sheenan for Matt from Misfits. Oh, well played. You like that one? Who's Robert? Who was he in Misfits? He was in um, Misfits. He was fucking. What's his name oh, in Misfits? Uh, what's he doing? Misfits? The smartass Irish one. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I'm <laughs> what powder did he have? Uh, the immortality guy. Yes. Oh, Nathan. Nathan. Yeah, Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. Oh, thank Nathan you. Nathan from yeah. Yes. yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. He's a shoo-in for Matt. Right. But again, he's uh, he's probably bordering on too old. But see, now I'm just thinking we just like go to the skins slash misfits cast. <laughs> right, <laughs> I've like, got more young... from skins. <laughs> okay, yeah. What have you got? Well, uh, actually, I didn't even know this chick was in skins. But for Elaine, uh, I thought of the girl who I'm like, oh, that girl who played Lara Balakwa in in the you know poorly done Golden mm. Compass back in the day. I'm like, oh, she kind of looked right at that age. What she looked like now, she is perfect. I see her more as a Min than an Elaine. Uh well, you should you should. See her now. Give her a Google. Okay. Right. Uh, she, there's a queenly aspect to her. Okay. But she, right. she was in Skin. She played uh, Frankie Fitzgerald. Yeah, in, in, season, in season the three? season five and six that everyone yeah, watched. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. The forgettable ones. Yep. Um, but no, I, I thought she was. Her name's Dakota Blue Richards, but I, I thought she was uh, shoe in for that one. So okay, cool. I have to have a look at what she looks yeah. like now. Okay. Anyone else you got? Uh, so, like I said, I, uh, for Tom, I had Reese Ifrens. Uh, for Lan, I had this one just last night. I was going to bed. Uh, Javier Bardem. For Lan. Yeah, bit out there. Mainly uh, I'm trying to... The Rock. The Rock, yeah. Oh, for, for Lan. Like, yeah, though? Can he not... But, I mean, Lan's very Long stoic. Hair. 
Can the rock not smile? I don't think I've ever seen him not smile. He's oh, every time he does a cheeky smile, he's cut off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what? I, I saw somebody on a fan casting forum suggested for Lan, and I was like, if he was younger, but yeah, mm. um, Ken Watanabe. Yes, because. Because there, like, there is no, that that sort Asian, of Asian influence yeah. up in yeah. It also helps us not just completely so. whitewash the whole. Yeah, thing. why not? It's, it's pretty much yeah. a whole world. So yes. oh, and mean, you know, yeah. like because we know that when they get into like Tyr and Tarabon, mm. people are quite dark skins. Yes, and then like you know, once you get north into like uh, you know the. Well, presumably Malkieri, where mm. land comes from, and yes. also Shyanar and all of those places. Yeah. They're quite Asian in culture. Yeah, so, that but also, I'm not really sure if the Xi'an yeah. are meant to be Asian, but they're also the descendants of Arta Hawkwing, so I don't yes. know. Yes. Well, like, uh, some of them are dark-skinned. They're described as having dark skin. Yeah. The royalty, mostly, in the in the Sean Chan are quite dark-skinned. But, yeah, you've got a whole mix in there. You've got a whole mm. world. Yeah, it's something you should definitely try to have in your Yeah, absolutely. Skin. Saying that, the main cast from the yeah. first book are pretty much all... There's a very sort of European feel to it. Well, I, I'm pretty much assuming that Andor is England. Right, so, exactly. So, you know, like yeah. Camlin sounds like medieval England. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Well, either way, if the rock isn't uh, land, I'd put the rock as one of the waters of okay, somebody. sure. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Just, I, well, he did bowlers. He's not on Versa TV, so yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think he'd be a good land. Just uh, I, long I, hair. I don't think he would, Zaman. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, but I really right, don't. Just think back to, like, Scorpion King, all right? Where it was no, I, no, no, that's, that's going back. Zammet, like, I, I really, just, really he don't. He didn't crack a smile then. Yes, he, he was did. Great. He was smiling all through the scorpion. No, 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 no. <laughs> It was the rock. No, even no, no, then. no, no. The shitty Scorpion King CGI we got. Oh, in um in The Mummy Returns. Correct. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. When he was yeah. the bad dude. Yeah. yeah okay. Long year. Yeah, no. Nah, uh, I, I don't know. I can't yeah. tell I, I think he's got the acting chops to pull it off. Anyway, so what other suggestions do we have for Lad? <laughs> <laughs> um, who's the guy from Star Trek who plays Dr. Uh, uh, like Dredd? Yeah, he also plays Judge Dredd. Carl Urban. Carl Urban, thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe again, taller, longer hair. Yeah, he's a bit short for the for. Lane, yeah, because he's um he's also Aemir and Lord of the Rings. Mm. Um, no, it could be. Oh, I, would, I mean, obviously, your, your immediate assumption is like, oh, Viggo Mortensen. It's like, no, you don't. You don't want to. <laughs> right, but yeah, though. But yeah, though, absolutely. But maybe <laughs> good, Viggo, someone's already done. I assume that. Lan is probably what forty odd. Yeah, um, because yeah. Moraine's probably about the same age as him. She's about, no, she's about. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, Moraine. I think yeah. I haven't read New Spring, so I don't know the. No, backstory. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, that that I could. I don't know. Like, mm. it's gonna be someone fucking huge. Um, yeah. I, look, I think for the young ones, it's kind of tricky because I would assume that generally speaking, we'd kind of go for unknowns. Right. I think yeah. For, yeah. You, you definitely want to go for skins cast. Yes. You'd want to go for unknowns for the three three young ones, yeah. at least. Like, I mean, again, to use Game of Thrones as a reference, like they do with Game of Thrones. You've got yeah, this young cast who are now, oh, now we know who they yeah, are and they're, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you kind of want to do the same thing. But like for the older characters, definitely you can kind of go for some veterans. Oh, for sure. How do we shoehorn Jeremy Irons into this? <laughs> he could be a Tom Marilyn. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. he could be. I could say that. Yeah. Like, you know, he's he's a bit younger than Sam Elliott, so, you know, he could probably do the physical stuff. Yeah, he's going to have to do some jumping around. Um, no, Willem Dafoe. As, Willem Dafoe as Tom Marilyn. Tom Marilyn. Um, His gross goblin face. What about <laughs> Willem Dafoe as Padden Fane? Much Ooh. better idea. <laughs> Ooh, His gross goblin face would work <laughs> yeah, real well there. So wonderfully. <laughs> you know, uh, like, oh, no, no, Willem Dafoe for that. What's his name? That 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 white cloak with a really sour face. Oh, I mean, so he's cool. probably a bit wasted. Uh, Jaya, 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 something. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bright, by it. By it? Uh, it's not Jaya, by it. Surely not. B- Child, mm. Bayer. 
Bayer, but uh, yeah, Bayer. Why some some? Yeah, I think yeah. it's a Dark Friends. I think or am I thinking of Jai Kim Carradine? This is the problem. There are with a, the lot name of <laughs> there are a lot of names. Um, but I know. Yeah, I think no. Uh, yeah, be great as the villain of like at least halfway yeah. through season one, mm. just to be like, oh, hey, look, he's, uh, he's a villain. And you've also, got all, you've also got all the Forsaken. You could throw him out. I mean, you've got oh, quite a few. Yeah, villains who do you mix. who do you go with the Forsaken? Because like, you, what about Lanfear? Because look, I, can I just can I just like say something mm. here? Um, I'm gonna say this on air. I'm gonna put this on the record. And um, <laughs> I don't care who he whatever. Is. I'm gonna say I don't care who he is. I'm gonna say it. I've never wanted to fuck a fictional character <laughs> as much as I want to fuck Lanfear. Because Jesus Christ, she is sexy. <laughs> Can I just say... Welcome to my adolescence. Every time I read about her, I get a little bit aroused. I, I Wait, just weren't you do. reading this mostly on trains? Yes, Damien, I was. Well, and it made for some uncomfortable everyone journeys. avoid Gabe on the train, okay? Had to, had to get up on the next stop. <laughs> No, fair enough. No, yeah. she's like, mm, all right. Yeah, no, okay. Lanfear. Well, I, had, I actually had this person for Moraine, but maybe Lanfear. Eva Green? Oh, Eva Green is Lanfear. Okay. Oh, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, yes. How did I not think of that? All of like just Gabe's adolescent fantasies just, oh, like, just yeah, no, colliding into one okay. right now. Gabe's going to need some private time. Yeah, I'm so. going to need a lot of private time. <laughs> Eva Green is Lanfear. Oh, shit, that is a... That is a grade A fan cast demo. That oh, is fucking so. brilliant. <laughs> I'm glad I could make you slightly aroused. <laughs> I'm going to have a nice time tonight. Um, but I think it'd be you could go really interesting with some of the uh, Forsaken, especially with Asmodan, like oh, as, yeah. as, Asmodian. Asmodian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he could be a Tom Cruise type. See, I was like, thinking Tom you'd from... almost want to get like a um, like an old hair uh, mm. band, uh, like a front oh, man. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. Kind of, just a kind of as a little bit of a nod to there, because that's why he became the Forsaken. Right. Like, I just wanted to play music. Yep. Yeah, I loved. I love him. Yeah, that's, that's such a great motivation yeah, to be evil. I know. I love music. So I don't want to ever stop doing that. I, so. I want to live forever to play music, and yeah. I just want to do that. And so I'm thinking like a, a, like a, an older, someone from like an 80s hair band. Yeah, like, I love that. Tw- you know, someone like the lead singer of Twisted Sister or something like that. Mm. Perfect. Yeah. Just to kind of, because he's not, he's not even for long. Like, he's no. not in it really. No. So... I think like maybe like your Rick cameo. Springfield type. Yeah, he's doing a bit of acting now. Yeah, like, you know, someone just a bit older. And mm. yeah. why the hell not? Because you need to be plucking like a like a lute. I guess <laughs> yeah. I could see Russell Crowe as Samuel. Oh, that's quite like good. this kind of stocky, yeah. short haired. Yeah, very masculine. Very sort of masculine. Guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, once you're getting towards like Ravin, who's sort of the the rapey. Um, <laughs> Because mm. all that stuff with Morgase mm. is really creepy. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really creepy. Not, not great. Um, but yeah, like, you know, cause he'd have to be sort of suave and I guess, I mean, like, cause I could, I could really see like a Tom Cruise type. I was say Tom Cruise. But I, I would really see Tom Cruise as like, I actually would see Tom Cruise more as Asmodian just because like, particularly yeah. like cowardly Tom Cruise from Edge of Tomorrow. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Like very much that type. Mm. Fuck all that film. Um, <laughs> what about like, who are the other, like, uh, like. Mokhedian, the most incompetent Forsaken <laughs> on the fucking planet. How many times she get captured? Like 18? So many. Yeah. There's just that great bit where, you know, she, I think it's in the seventh one. Where <laughs> I'm she, free. Ah. Yeah. Boy. And then she sees the dark one. The dark one's like, how deep is your failure, Mokhedian? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm pretty shit. <laughs> She's like, oh, tripped. And oh, oh now I'm in a cage. Uh, yeah, oh. yeah. Both. <laughs> With that really tall Mirdral. Yeah. Just Shada Haran. Whatever. I think. Is that his name? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, you're nailing these. Yeah, I'm doing all right, man. fresh in my mind. So. And who's what about Ishmael? Billy Zane? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. that was his great up. I looked up a fan cast for him recently and it was going through and it was like, well, they were all pretty like I don't remember what they were, but like I remember thinking they're all pretty on point fan casting. Mm. 
I feel like that's an Ishmael, and it was just a picture of Billy Zane from the pilot. <laughs> like, with no comments. <laughs> he nailed it, so yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, wouldn't know why he'd give it to We've already found no Ishmael, so. why would we keep looking? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, well, can I throw Javier Bardem back at you for that yes, one? Yes, I would. T- oh. he's, I find he's, he's such a big guy, I think he's imposing. I mean, look at uh, Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah he okay. played evil very convincingly. Actually, Daniel Craig would be a great Samuel as well. Oh, that's oh, okay. Like short, stocky, good. blonde, yeah. give him a scar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Byrne. As uh, Ishmael. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think I see like, Ishmael as more lordly, maybe. Like, because uh, like, I've just gone through like a Vikings binge, and he's yeah, okay. like season one. He's like the, one of the earls or the, the main earl, and fuck is good. What yeah. about the other lady forsaken? So Morkidian, Grendel, Grendel, yeah. Um, Morkidian. What about you? Made me think of this because you said Burn Rose Burn. Yeah. Because she can do, like, I mean, oh, not, yeah, not that Mokirin is comedy in any way, but she can. Uh, she doesn't need to be the beautiful woman. She would be a great. Um, Nynaeve if she was younger. Oh, that's a good call. If she yes. was, if she was younger, yep, she'd be a, a really good call. Nynaeve. She could do the arrogance sort of. Uh, you she know. could be. I'm just trying to think if there was any of the. Yeah, because like she doesn't take herself too seriously, which mm. is good. Because one point that somebody made on some forum I read was that like because somebody put Emma Stone for Nynaeve, which I don't agree with. No, the argument no. they made that was really good was that it needs to be somebody who can play comedy yes. as well. Because yeah. Nynaeve is very unlikable if you right. can't laugh at her. Exactly right. This is a character who gets in her own way and never realises Exactly, it. exactly. So, yeah, I think you definitely need a comic, comic woman in there to fill that but role. But you need someone who can who you can like as well. Because mm. Nynaeve, you, you really you have a lot of moments with Nynaeve where you really feel <clears> Oh, it takes a long time to warm up. For oh, yeah, I hate it. Then once you do, book. you kind of get it. You're like, oh, yeah. but, you know, when she and loves something, she's like laying, you know, oh, she, she fucking loves And you realise, like, how oh, insecure uh, she is and how. Yes. Em- Emily Blunt from Edge of, Edge of Tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Yeah. As Nynaeve. She's been old. Like, well, a couple of years how old, ago. How old is Nynaeve? But, no, because like she was older than, than the rest of them. Because yeah, again, not that much. Because, you know, mm. playing the sort of like the, the healer of the... Because the, uh, like, I definitely see her as the healer of a, a small the village. village. And <laughs> then passing out herbs and whatnot. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. then going on to becoming someone real, just being real frustrated with things. And mm. like, she's good with comedy. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. Again, I think you'd, you'd need a younger... But, yeah, I think it's, it's sort of the bigger problem. Yeah, Emily Blunt cast, would be so a really dream. respectable Moraine, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Or um, a second Sorry? Or a Xuan. Or a Xuan. Yeah. I think Xuan I'd probably go a bit older, even though I know they're meant to be the same age. Mm. Oh, mate, they're ageless. They're fucking ageless. You can go anywhere. And, again, you got the trouble to with Xuan. You need someone who's going to look older than younger. Than younger when she gets... I would probably get rid of that because of that headache. <laughs> what a fucking headache. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. You'd have to either have to them in like age makeup for like three seasons oh, and then just take holy it away. shit. I just had a fucking right. brainwave of cast. Epiphany, yes. For Verin. Okay. Character actress Margot Martin. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. Gabriel. Yeah. Your finest work. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all in the name. Character, Character actress Margot, Margot Martin. Martin yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, great call. Great uh, call. Yeah. Uh, let's go with like, um, like Bridget and. Uh, oh, uh, Ber- yeah, yeah. Birgit. 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 Um, it looks like this is a B. There's a G. There's a couple yeah, of T's and E. I think it is. Brigitte. Yeah, Brigitte. Yeah. Maybe. Um, in anyway. my head, I just just kind of just well, short like, of Bridget. <laughs> sort of sort of blonde and like and I really like her actually. Yeah, she's she's only just started coming into it, but like, when she gets drunk with Matt. <laughs> I'd um, I'd uh, <laughs> mind the cast of Vikings. Yeah, yes. I haven't seen Vikings, yeah. so I can't. No, no, that Nordic sort of yeah. look to her, yeah, you're dead on there. Definitely. Yeah. 
Um, because I want to I want to avoid too much overlap with Game of Thrones. I agree. Or, I kind of just keep stop thinking about those. Yeah, or Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there's just there's so many. There's so mm. fucking many. But I just, I just I think I think you know like uh, there's a lot you could do. And again, the biggest part of this is going to be the no names. There's going to be the people yes. that you sort of just right are going to have the auditions and be like, oh, this person is really, really well. And then yeah, you know, so you'll sort of see who comes together. Because, again, it's going to be someone who is, you know, 18, 20, yeah. uh, you know, to 22, these kind of people who are only like Game of Thrones. Mm. They're just going to throw them in there and see what happens. And right. suddenly you're going to be like, oh, this, 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 this acting chops on this person. That's right. doing real well. So I reckon you're going to get a lot of that with the majority of the cast. Because like, yeah. I, I was thinking, oh, no, yeah, 90, you get someone a bit older. But you're mm. right. She's still quite young mm. uh, in, in sort of with the rest of the cast. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be one of those things where you're going to get like you know, Tom, Marilyn, come with the, some of the Waters and some mm. of the Asadai. Yeah, they're going to be the ones you can kind of like, oh, look, our budget's all right. Yeah. We're going to get some big names in. That's it. But I think for the majority, you're going to have to get a lot of unknowns. Um, yeah. Unknowns. Mm. I mean, the the fun part is it's such a it gets to such a big cast that you can kind of just think of any actor and go, okay, well, where where will we throw them at? Yeah, that's and very you, true. You've got to find thing, someone yeah. you can use them for. Because yeah, you know, that's what I love about this thing. It's all just lovely and just spiraling and stuff. Mm. And we haven't even talked about the ogres. Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah. No, we haven't. <laughs> at all. Loyal. Who would play loyal? You'd want uh, the Rock. The, the Rock. The rock. Johnson is loyal. Uh, he can be friendly then. He would. <laughs> or you again, uh, you have him voiced by, uh, is it Peter Cullen, the voice of uh, Optimus Prime? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all yeah, right, I guess. Great voice. But then, yeah, who's, who's... who's going to be acting? Well, I, I don't know, because you're going to have prosthetics, or you're going to have CGI. Right. What are you doing oh, with this yeah. boy? Um, Excellent. Point. I wish Christopher Lee was still alive because like, I would get him to voice the Dark One. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, just, you know, with all those all caps kind of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I'm really curious as to what he's going to look like when, when the battle happens. Mm. Don't... I mean, don't give anything away, but... <laughs> don't don't you dare me. tell me. Because it just... it Fuck, I'm interested. Because <laughs> he just seems more like an entity than he does a thing that would fight in any way. Very interested. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> Can't wait. But yeah, I'd be curious to see, because some... They, they do have, like, the, the Trollocs, the Meadrill, uh, mm. the Ogres... Ogiers? Ogiers. Oh, I thought it was Ogiers. Also, fuck, O-gears. man, when you get to the ale, oh, oh, yeah. every single oh. redhead in <laughs> TV is going to be hired. So yeah. that's good for them. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I love it. It's like, nah, redheads, it's a whole race. Yeah. They're fucking badass. Yeah. Redheads. So we'll throw them in the desert. Yeah. Because that's the last place <laughs> redheads would be. Perfect. <laughs> uh, fuck, I love it. Oh, fuck, I love the ale. So I think, yeah, I mean, I'm curious how they would do the creatures of a different sort of like a non-humanoid yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, very. Because, yeah, like you'd want them to sort of go with the sort of Lord of the Rings prosthetics and that kind of stuff, yeah. but they can get quite pricey. Yeah, of course. But you'd, mm. you'd want that. Especially show. when you've got armies of them. Yeah. Gotcha. So at least like, because I, I was always imagining the Trollocs as kind of like, you know, um, the Dark Crystal. Yes. You know, like there's like yeah, this. Yeah, really great call. Yeah. Fuck, like doing some like puppetry prosthetics shit could be really cool. Like kind of how I imagine that like, Guillermo del Toro wanted to do The Hobbit, like with lots of puppetry right. and like yeah, yeah. cool kind of Pan's Labyrinth style stuff mm-hmm. before Peter Jackson came and shat all over everything. <laughs> but like now, like, now I think it was more the company than Peter Jackson. Yeah, no, yes. but but I mean, if you imagine like this this series, like how do you differentiate it from Game of Thrones? We'll steer clear of CGI and do like lots of cool stuff with puppetry yeah. and practical effects and like yeah. almost, and, and almost make it a little bit old fashioned yeah. stylistically. Yeah, yeah, because it is. Even yeah. the story is sort of yeah. old fashioned. You know what I mean? You've got, you've got, it's a pretty stereotypical story. Mm. So, so yeah, own it. 
and, like, and also people do like a callback to like 80s fantasy exactly mm-hmm. yeah and people love that shit nowadays like look at like stranger oh, things look yeah. how big that is like yeah. throwbacks are kind of a big deal and if you treat this like a throwback because like you the, the big question coming into making mm. this tv series will be how do you differentiate from game of thrones right and tonally it's so different and mm. plot wise it's oh, yeah. so different yeah. so go the whole fucking hog and yeah. like oh definitely i reckon yeah, yeah. like real puppet Fucking make that real yeah. into the eighties kind of stuff. Absolutely, I still think you're gonna have to get like somehow. the Jim Henson creature shop kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, that would look really fucking cool. And then there you aren't have that the... many magical creatures, but I think there are enough to justify it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you know, you have the the monsters this Yanshan ride, and mm. or the I don't know how they pronounce. I don't know how to pronounce names. I'm reading <laughs> them. Sonshan. Okay, yeah. all right. And yeah, I think the only biggest thing there would be how would you kind of have that magical kind of uh, when they're sort of doing the weaving. But even then, yes. you could still kind of have that. Sort of well, you could find imaginative well. ways to do it. I think. And I think you could still have a little blending of mm. CGI. I mean, oh yeah, you need to. It's you yeah. Know. I mean, but that's even that would be something unto itself. Sort of the blending of the old and the new. So using Definitely. the poetry of something like Jim Henson's and overlaying it with CGI oh, could look amazing. Like I don't know if you guys have seen Kubu and the Two Strings, which is stop motion. I haven't yet. As well as some CGI, and it was mind blowing. It was looked so great, and I think because mm. of both elements coming together so well. Yeah, I really hope that uh, once now all the legal things have been sorted, <laughs> that they actually <laughs> do get, get around to making not just a TV adaptation, because I think mm. the only way you could do this is TV. You're not oh, yeah, no, film. yeah, exactly. Those not, would be the most fast-paced films you've uh, ever seen. I'd be like, what? Huh? Oh, it's over. Oh, 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 okay. oh yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Fine. Done. So uh, not just uh, a TV adaptation, but a good TV adaptation. Mm. I really hope, because it seems that Harriet is someone who really like this series and the fact that she saw that that Billy Zane <laughs> exactly produced a cinematic part masterpiece oh, and was able to then publicly be like, no, nah, what the fuck is this? <laughs> kind of, I hope at least has merit to be like, it's in good hands to be like, no, 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 yeah. no I want to do it and I want to do it right. Not because, you know, fans of the series, we stuck this out and they sort of deserve something good, mm. but also in memory of Robert Jordan, who yeah, kind absolutely. of life work to kind of be like, no, nah, let's, let's do this. For this and if it's really world. lovingly made, like I just kind of think that, you know, particularly if you do the puppetry and the, you know, all of that kind of stuff, like it's got, it'll have a real like, I almost, I almost see it, this, this, is, this sounds so intangible, but like I almost see it like with a real handmade kind of quality to it, mm. which I think mm. would just be really nice. As, and, and especially when you get that with the fact that everything's a pattern and everything yeah. is being woven. Yes. And if you have that kind of handmade kind of feel to it all, it kind of adds that extra kind yeah. of thematic layer Absolutely. to it all. Where Absolutely. it's like, yeah, this is all just like a tapestry and this is all just being kind of created. Mm. And she, even if they went into like, you know, the as they're seeing everything as a magical, uh, you know, when they kind of touch the source, everything becomes very much like a tapestry. And it can't sure. afford like to be that. gentler and less gritty than Game of Thrones because it is. Yeah, and, and it fact, Like you be. said, I think it should do that. It, yeah. that's, that's the best way to differentiate from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yes. Game of Thrones is your MA. This is your PG. Yeah. Oh, I would. I think it's M. Like, I mean, some of the Ashermen kills are pretty fucking. Yeah, they, they, they blow people yeah, up. Yeah, but that's okay. in the later season. Huh? <laughs> they, they, they do. They do blow people up. Like, it's an this M. This is PG with M elements. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Lord of the Rings M. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. it's yeah. yeah. It's. So whereas um, Game of Thrones can be MA, maybe R. So Game of Thrones is yeah, R, actually. Like, R, all the yeah. Blu-rays are rated R. Oh, there oh, you really? go. Yeah. yeah. So this is, yeah, you're definitely, definitely like your M this, this is an M. Because, yeah. Yeah, again, this could be a little bit more kid-friendly. This is, could yeah. be a little bit more... Because, again, you know, fantasy is a, is, a, is a genre we don't get a lot of. No. Uh, no and no. Fuck, something like this would be really nice mm. uh, uh, um, kind of... Not like a, not a, like a palate cleanse, um, but sort of like a palate cleanse to Game of Thrones yeah. where... You know, all very adulty themes and all this kind of titties mm. coming out everywhere. We just cut a lot of that 
from right. uh, 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 Wheel of Time. Maybe so less ample bosoms. So, yeah. Less ample bosoms. Ample bosom, man. Like, let's just uh, let's just not make that a thing. Let's not make it a thing. It might not be true to Robert Jordan's vision. No, no, no. But we'll like, have dresses. Or where his vision was aimed. But the protagonist like... have three girlfriends. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know. He had quite a vision. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's just, Ambitious uh, man, Robert Jordan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. man. Real truth. Uh, and on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Gabe. And I've been Damien. And if you guys have any thoughts, opinions, queries, questions about uh, Wheel of Time, uh, feel free to email them in, sanspantsradio at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can reach us at sanspantsradio, or me personally, at goddammitsamit. I'm at goldbergmoser. And I'm at middaypajamas. Or you can discuss everything on our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash sanspants. All right, see you next week. If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.